the SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the SWP. My name is Steve Warren. I'm here in the nation's capital, which is under about, I don't know, foot and a half of snow, something like that, 25 centimeters, whatever that works out to these days, I have no idea. Um, but uh, I'm in Ottawa. James is in Edmonton. No, he's in Sudbury. He's a he's a jet setter. He's a world traveler. <laughs> and uh, and apologies out of the gate, ladies and gentlemen. We've been... Uh, <laughs> You got the lung going already. Yeah, I do. Um, Sorry, man. Yeah. No, that's all good. Here's my mute. You've there's... had a busy day of uh... smoking. <laughs> and, and <that> too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apologies that uh, we've been uh, to a couple of days uh, without uh, podcast episodes, but uh, we're going to catch up here now. Lots to get to today. James, how are you? Uh, Stevie boy, I'm good. Yeah, well, let me good. Just my levels here. My my. I don't like the sound of my voice. That's hard to believe, Steve. Okay, it that's very really hard to is. believe. My- you are very <laughs> fond of your own voice, for my sure. My own voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Sudbury still, here for another couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing life stories, Yeah, three of them. So I jumped on a plane and said, I'll come here for the week. Cool. And uh, it's been it's been good. I really enjoy them. Uh, you, just, you just don't have an appreciation for what people older than us went through. Um, you know, and, and, and you don't know until you hear their story, you know? So, but I also, uh, I also dropped right in the middle of a very personal story that, uh, I'm, I'm doing Troy Crowder's life stories from Sudbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're friends, uh, his brother Todd and I are friends and, uh, Todd wanted me to do his parents' life story. Brian, Brian Crowder, if you, you look him up, Brian Crowder was a fantastic hockey player, tough guy. Who, who played uh, some of his pro hockey, Steve, if you can believe it, in Nashville and later on in Florida. Wow. And I kept thinking, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, Nashville and Florida have hockey teams. But it was in the 60s. Right, that, so not that, NHL hockey, but pro hockey all the same. Yeah, pro hockey. Yeah, pro hockey. Uh, no, well, Brian was his dad's name, so he, he, he spent some time doing that. Tough guy. He was a tough guy mm-hmm. like Troy. Uh, and then in a very mature move, um, you know, he got drafted by Philly. I, I think he went to camp and then he didn't, he wasn't sure where his hockey career was going to go. So he ended up working for Inco up in Sudbury. He came up here and he worked 32 years, uh, for Inco and retired, but he is crippled with Alzheimer's disease. Right. Uh, so um, I met him. Brian's been sitting there listening to me do Troy's and, and, uh, um, Mary is, is Brian's wife, Troy and Todd's mother. Uh, so she carried the load for three or four hours while we talked about their story. Uh, yeah, Brian is uh, incapable of making uh, sense of anything at this point. Um, right. so, so it's, it's as you know, my favorite thing is the, the old problem minimizer. Um, mm-hmm. But he was quite remarkable. And I don't, I don't know if I spoke of Troy on this podcast yet, Steve. We, we, we did it on the suspendables. Um, but not only was, like, like, Troy played about seven, eight, nine, ten years off and on with a little spell of a couple years off. He was kind of injury prone, but, but like, brutal injuries the guy had, like crushed discs and, of course, you know, and, and herniated. Like, like he ripped off, it sounded like he ripped his shoulder, like, almost up. Yeah, his labrum clean and off, stuff like clean, that. Yeah, yeah, clean off his body. Yeah, yeah, very unassuming guy, Steve. You, he's, yeah. he's tall. He's 6'4". He's thin, and, and he's very soft-spoken. 
uh, although extremely well-spoken, as you know, from, yep. from the podcast. And it's hard to believe that this guy was, you know, top five toughest guy in the league or whatever, you know, some, some say the toughest, you know, it's always a matter of opinion, whether it was Cordick or Bob Probert in those days or who, whoever else, you know, Samanko, Marty. McSorley, those guys, but but he was right up there. He did tell a great story, a bunch of great stories on the Suspendables, and I wanted to play one of them here. Um, we talked about it in a previous episode about how I thought that against Bob Probert, who's seen as maybe the greatest fighter of all time in NHL history, mm-hmm. I felt like he had won two out of three fights, Troy Crowder, against yep. Bob Probert. And uh, and I asked him that point blank before we did the interview this week, and uh, he said no, three or four. <laughs> so I thought that was great. <laughs> right. And right. then he told an amazing story. I guess uh, he was in a situation where he'd been out of the lineup for many months, uh, had that serious labrum injury, but got back into the lineup. And in the first game back, he ends up going with Bob Probert and told a great story about that return. Well, that time was uh, he'd run our goalie Kirk McLean behind the net. And so I was like, well, I guess I got to take care of this. Yeah. So whoever was on the ice, I just told him to come off and I beelined it over towards him. And uh, we hooked up in the corner and we fought from one hash mark around the net to the other corner. And uh, that was a uh, toe for toe throwing haymakers and pulling and pushing. And Proby's the guy that uh, gets stronger as the fight goes on or whatever, right? He's always trying to get out of his jersey. And so I'm trying to keep him in his jersey and trying to get punches at him. And so it's a whole mind thing while you're fighting him, right? Anyways, uh, we flipped finally. I got on top of him and he was laying down and his jersey was up around his chest or whatever. And his belly was exposed. And he looked up at me because I... You know, I missed almost three full years with a back injury. And uh, and then he, you know, obviously got traded and went to Chicago. So we hadn't played each other, seen each other for years. And uh, so he looks up and he says, uh, good to have you back, crowds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I give him a little belly slap. And I'm like, thanks, probably good to see you too. No uh, way. That, that, that was it. You know, skates awesome. in box and uh, away she go. So there's uh, Troy Crowder talking about uh, a funny story with Bob Probert. I'm sure it wasn't that funny when you're actually chucking it. Even though he, he won three of four, that can't have been a fun thing to do to take on the great Bob Probert. Right. You know, there's a couple of things that come out of that, right, is you forget. I, I, I just get the feeling, Steve, that hockey today, it's not because there's far less fighting. Um, you know, I'm not sure how, how many guys hang out with other guys on on opposing teams and stuff like that. But but I get the I get the sense Stevie, when we were watching hockey when when you know the you were you were the guardians as that movie is named after and that there was this fraternity you know that kind of this we're gonna beat the shit out of each other but don't forget we're gonna meet down at uh barry t's bar you know after and have a pint and um yeah so that always strikes me you know i've, I've heard lots of fight stories i've heard them all, all my life of watching hockey and uh some of them i know these guys you know personally so so that one kind of strikes me as, as uh, you know, that whole thing where like, way to go, man, way to go, good to have you, good to have you back. Yeah, yeah there's honor among enforcers for sure. I don't think there's any question yeah. about that. And uh, you know, it's funny that the game has changed so much since the era of guys like Troy Crowder and Bob Probert. And uh, I know a lot of guys my age kind of miss. Not, I don't get, I don't take any joy from you know watching guys get injured. 
But generally in hockey fights, of course, there have been exceptions, but generally in hockey fights, you know, there's there's a bunch of punching and then guys skate off to the penalty box. Um, I, I feel like it's not quite as an exciting a product. I still, t- I love the skill today. I, t- I take, I still love the game almost as much as I ever did. But when mm-hmm. you had that threat of fighting and the, and the heels, the black hats out there, the guys that, you know, really made you as a fan while you're watching, made your blood boil, right. making your blood boil matters for hockey fans. That's what makes it, you, re- you go from wanting to win to needing to win once your blood starts boiling and there's a real rivalry and a, you know, you want revenge, you want to win the game, you want your guy to beat up that guy. It mm-hmm. really does add a lot to your interest level and fire. Yes, it does, yeah. When it comes to the hockey. And I feel like that's been neutered a little bit here in 2022. I still love the speed and skill of the game, but I, I do miss how how it takes so long before you have games like that. And when they do pop up occasionally, once in a blue moon, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is like old school hockey, as they say, old right. time hockey. Right, um, right. Yeah. And as we transition to today's game, uh, Ryan Reeves would be one of the enforcers of today that, and it's not just because he can beat up most guys, mm-hmm. but he's like Tom Wilson. He can beat up most guys, but he can also run you over. He can right. knock you the hell out either with a fist or with a good old body check. And a couple of nights ago on Wednesday night of this week, Reeves reminded everybody why he is one of the most feared players today. He absolutely laid out Red Wings defenseman Philip Heronik who was skating yeah. the puck out of his own end. And Reeves didn't lurch at him. He didn't leave the ice. Notice I didn't say leave his feet. I hate that. Right, yeah, I got you. Good you man. You hate that Good one, man. too. I know you hate that one, too. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I hate and just basically cruised into him with a shoulder. And, yeah, the head w- was contacted, but uh, it was absolutely nasty. But the game has changed so much. We're at a stage where that became a talking point on sports radio over the last couple of days, James. People wondering... Well, is that a suspendable hit? I'm like, God, the, the the NHL that I grew up with in my formative years, we wouldn't even dream of talking about that other than a great hit and uh, Buddy needs to keep his head up. Right, right. But the game has changed. Um, I'm looking at it, you know, and um, I, I, I think I agree with you 100%. You know, I think I agree with you 100%. You know, you're, you know did he target the guy? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes yeah, he his entire body, but, including his head. But he didn't, he didn't target his head. He didn't, he didn't go in with the flying elbow. He didn't stick his knee out. You know, uh, the guy was, the guy was, you know, but he put his arms up a bit, right? The guy, the guy was coming out of his zone Yeah. and no, no one was around him. There was some guy trying to back check him, uh, a little bit and, and dude is skating up in front of him and just, you know, the guy had his head down. What are you going to do? You're not going to let him go by you. Yeah, no, yeah. it was. It's a vicious hit, you know, but it's not. Uh, I I don't think it's mentally, you know. It's a killer hit, you know. Like he, this, this guy didn't even budge, you know. I don't know how big and strong that guy is, but but, you know that 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 Detroit guy's coming at him, you know, full steam, breaking out of his own, and with his head down, coming across his own blue line, down going down the other way. Yeah, and dude is, he he probably Stevie when he's looking at it, going, okay, this guy's gonna look up, right. Yeah, he's skating at straight at him. He's gonna try and check him, you know. And and the guy doesn't, you know. And if yeah. you're not gonna look up, I'm you know I'm not stopping here. So yeah, yeah. no. Re- Reeves is a load. He's a truck. But it was interesting that uh, 
Heronic, as his name is pronounced, mm-hmm. he actually did a shoulder check for some reason. Like, you're in the NHL, buddy. Like, I don't know what's going on, the way you need, think you need to look back while you're skating out of your own zone. But he, I don't know if somebody from the wild chirping him or something, but he's skating out of the ice with the, down the ice, out of his zone with the puck, and he does a shoulder check to the guy who's skating behind him. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. just, that, that's like texting and driving. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Stop doing right. it. Yeah. Anyway, I got, I, I don't, it's a big hit. It's going to make, it's going to make the headlines that night, Stevie, but not, not fodder for the whole week. Yeah. I mean, that, are people you, saying it's suspendable? There are people that are, I heard people on sports radio saying that uh, this may be the hit that some fans want to see out of the game and that it, it's so cringy, right? Because we know about CTE and the effects of concussion. And I, I guess my only response to that is then you, you can't have hitting. You know, you, you have to go to a women's game model and there's nothing wrong with that because it is physical still. You, you have situations where there's lots of physicality you kind of, uh, you know, you're allowed to check, you know, rub out on the boards, uh, be physical in front of the net, but there's none of that. You don't, if you have that, that opportunity to get into a head to head collision like that, like Reeves was mm-hmm. on Heronic, then you have to pass that up in women's hockey. And I think that's probably where it's going, but right. I, I just feel like we're, you know, we're not there yet. The, the league hasn't made those rules and, um, you need to ask yourself if you want to be a fan of this game under the current rules. That's right. what it comes down to. I don't want to see anybody get a concussion, but uh, at the same time, I also don't want to see complete non-contact hockey. Well, here's the deal, Steve. Okay, all right. Let's let's. Uh, who, who's saying here that's a bit? You know, we got to get rid of that hit. We got to get rid of that play. That should be penalized or whatever. We got to get rid of it. So my question to those people, Steve, let's sit down and look at the video again. Okay, now. Uh, the guy's skating down, the, you know, it's coming down the ice. As you say, Steve's got his sort of head behind him. And and uh, um, Ryan Reeves is skating straight ahead, okay? And thinking, like I said before, thinking the guy's going to look up and, and, you know, and try and graze off him or do whatever you do, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so the guy hits him. So you're the guy who's against it. You tell me what Ryan Reeves was supposed to do Okay, to to, to yeah. satisfy you that it wasn't a dirty hit, right? You know, it's like, dude, if we do that, you're totally as you say, Steve. Now you're totally changing the game. Yeah, like do what do I have to do? Like like, I don't know, not check them. You know, can I do do I yeah. do I stop? You know, do I do I, do I, do I come to a complete halt and let this guy get by me? It's like stupid. It's yep. stupid, you know. The other thing Steve Troy Crowder said <clears throat> that, and he's a fighter, and he's punched a million guys, and and I'm sure he's been punched, you know. Even he, Steve, said, uh, of all guys who might come up and say, I'm going to be part of this class action suit about post-concussion syndrome, he said, Steve, unequivocally, it's uh, you know, fighting never got guys concussions. You know, maybe they did, Steve, but but he certainly wasn't complaining about it, and he was a fighter. And he said, it's more from dirty hits, right? You know, it's more from the flying elbow, you know, injury enders are the, you know, sticking the knee out and all that stuff and, and, and collisions and, you know, cross checking a guy in the neck and shit like that. Right. He said, that's where it's come from. So, uh, again, again, you know, that's from one of the guys who would be the barometer if he stepped up and said, you got it, you got to get rid of the fighting and shit. But anyway, I don't. 
it's funny that a lot of people were saying that, you know, here in, where I am in Ottawa. And uh, I bet those same people will all be out cheering and giving standing ovations to Chris Neal in February. Chris Neal made the NHL. He was a good scorer in, in the OHL, don't get me wrong. But he, by his own, you know, his own admission, he looked at when he was drafted by the Senators, he saw the right wing depth chart, which was his position. Mm-hmm. It had Daniel mm-hmm. Alfredson. It had Marion Hosa, two Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, right. and then Marty Havlat. He goes, okay, if I'm going to make the NHL, I think I need to find a, a different role than the scoring role I am here in junior. And, and he found his way, and the fans loved him for it. And, uh, you know, Sens fans who are cheering Chris Neal and for everything he did, well, mm-hmm. you can't at the same time get mad at Ryan Reeves for what he did because that. The, the nature of both of those players being in the NHL is not only to be physical out there, but also to be intimidating. I- intimidating helps you in hockey games. I don't care what anybody says. If you are feeling, you know, like your team has a guy that's intimidating the other teams, you walk with a little more swagger. It helps right. your confidence as a group and, uh, and it matters. So you gotta, you gotta pick what you want to be. Are you, are you into the physicality of the game and the big hits the odd fight, or aren't you? And right. uh, it'll be interesting to see where the NHL goes with its rules in the coming years. Right. Um, where we're going to go right now is to break. When we come back, okay. one of my favorite NFL stories in quite a while, and that is the ascension of 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. And we'll also talk about the, the World eight, Cup. Eighth, eighth stringer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's getting eight, but it's lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that uh, and the Sens uh, got a couple of afternoon games this weekend. We'll get to that and more coming up after these words. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! If you're looking to sell your home, maybe you're in the market to buy a home that better suits you and your family, or maybe you're keen on an investment property, the Glen Walton Real Estate Team can help. Everybody at the Glen Walton Real Estate Team would like to say happy holidays to you and yours, and looking forward to doing business with you in 2023. Visit glenwalton.com today. Okay, so the Sens are in action. They've got a game, two afternoon games. I can't remember. They had two afternoon games. It's been a while. They're in Detroit on Saturday afternoon. They're in Minnesota on Sunday afternoon. That might be an interesting one if Cam Talbot gets to play in that one because uh, he's a little annoyed with the Minnesota Wild, I think. Uh, part of the reason he's an Ottawa Senator today is because Cam Talbot, who's playing very, very well, by the way, as uh, I think he has a three-game win streak going right now and a shutout in there too. But uh, he's been good. And uh, the reason he left Minnesota, well, he was traded, but there was a bit of sour grapes, I think, after the arrival of Marc-Andre Fleury last season with the Wild. The Wild had their best regular season. Cam Talbot was a part of that. He was an all-star last year, but the Wild clearly weren't sold on him because they brought in Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline and made him their playoff starter, which could not, I'm sure that would rub anybody the wrong way. So that led to eventually him being traded to the Ottawa Senators for Philip Gustafson. So that might be a, a classic uh, possible revenge game. So that's kind of a cool one. And the Sens got some good news, by the way. Tim Stutzla 
not out long-term with that shoulder injury from the other night. So that's at least a, a ray of sunshine. So looking at the standings today, the Sens, last 10 games, they have gone 7-2-1. and one. So that's a what? nice little... That's a nice little run for oh. the mighty Sens. Yeah, kind of snuck up on us. But it's, uh, you know, there's still, you know, so much ground to make up. They basically need to go from, because in the last 10 games, they've more than doubled their overall point total. But because they, you know, if you're going to do that every year where you wreck your season in the first month by playing so poorly, you've mm-hmm. got a lot of road to, to catch up. And so they're in a situation now. Yeah, it was a great 10-game run, but they're going to need two more like it just again in the mix for a wild card spot. And then they're going to have to keep playing great again once they get to a wild card spot. So still a mm-hmm. long way to go, but baby steps, I suppose. And so uh, that is your hockey update. Are you going to watch the World Cup on Sunday uh, Sunday morning, I guess? Nice timing, actually. 10 a.m., France and Argentina in the World Cup. Great matchup of two soccer powers and a little bit of time to have your lunch and then get into an NFL afternoon. I'm going to, uh, I might be, tra- I'm flying out of Ottawa uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I flew into because it's like trains, planes, and automobiles to get to Sudbury, you know, from Edmonton. So, right. Uh, so I'm flying out of Ottawa. I think what I'll do, Steve, is uh, I'll stream it on my phone. But don't forget, Steve, you've always been impressed with the um, fact that I can speak Argentinian. Mm, so, right. I'm going to think. listen to that feed from the, I'm going to listen to the Argent, 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 Argentina yeah. feed. Okay. Well, good. That's good. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to do. Yeah. And uh, the great Messi, of course, Stevie. You see the yeah. little pass he flicked there the other day through the middle? Beautiful. Yeah. 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 It was unreal. Just, the way yeah. you can play keep away, he's just, he's just, uh, the way, uh, ferocious is the way he runs. Just a, just that little guy, but he just runs so hard and, and right. just protects the ball from the bigger guys so perfectly and uh yeah he's never won though be interesting to see if he can finally get it done in 2014 in rio was his closest when argentina lost one nil to germany in the final right uh, still hoping to win and that'd be a neat match it's a neat matchup because you've got the old guy the old guard a 35 year old in uh, in messi but you've mm-hmm. also got for france this 23 year old kid mbappe who's right. sort of he's he's now ascending to the greats of soccer right now at the age of 23. And he's uh, he's looking for his second straight World Cup, and not just on right. the team, but uh, an elite part of the last one, and certainly has been great again in this tournament. So kind of yeah, uh, if you young, watch, young versus uh, old. If you want to watch uh, Messi uh, or, or Connor McDavid, right? Um, that if a guy, Stevie, okay, if, if a football player or a hockey player this is this is how you know they're really good when they fake out the cameraman, right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's the one where like you watch that thing on Messi where he goes right, goes left, right, and the ball the ball's not even near him, you know, sort of deal, and and the camera's ripping back and forth. Same thing with Connor. Like they just don't know which way he's gonna go. Uh, that's a good player, Stevie. The old yeah. fake out the cameraman thing is is good. Yeah. Want to finish out today with. The the best one of the best stories of the NFL season, and that is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, uh, because of injuries to the guys in front of him, obviously, uh, he was the final pick in the 2022 NFL draft. 
They call the final that, pick. Not, okay. The final pick, like overall, like it, the last guy, and that guy is generally billed as Mister Irrelevant. Right. Thanks for that. What What I would it be in numbers? Like, what are you two hundred? Are you? Uh, let's see. Two hundred sixty-two. Okay. Yeah. So, Mister Irrelevant. And right. nobody gave him a thought. I don't think that's a terrible name. I think anybody who was not drafted in the NFL draft is far more irrelevant than a guy who was. But anyway, yeah, makes sense. Uh, seems like I watched him be interviewed. He seems like just the best kid, really well-mannered, articulate. And right. uh, he was uh, an Iowa State quarterback. And he came in last week. And his fir- imagine this, your first NFL game, people know you as Mr. Irrelevant. And you have to take on Tom Brady, the great oh, Tom Brady. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, Brock Purdy and the 49ers absolutely murdered Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last week. Phenomenal performance. Right. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, that was great. And then he came out uh, last night, wins again on Thursday night. And uh, so he joins Aaron Rodgers uh, in the rare NFL feat for quarterbacks making their first two career starts. And the stats are these. Um, he has a 115-plus quarterback rating in his first two career starts, which only Aaron Rodgers has accomplished in NFL history. But, yeah. So, what does that mean, Steve? A quarterback rate? I don't. You I've don't never want to know. That I, I, I absolutely yeah. would bore the hell out of the audience by telling you about quarterback ratings. Right. It's really right. convoluted. It's such uh, a stupid number, right? Yeah. Like, keep it simple, folks. Keep it simple. Okay. He's the third quarterback since at least 1950 with a completion rate of 70 percent, four pass touchdowns, and zero interceptions through two, two career starts, along with Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. So great stats, and just just to see it come from. Such an un- it just it makes you realize through the the history of sports how many really interesting great players never got a chance to shine just because of circumstances. Right, a lot right. of stuff had to happen for Brock Purdy to get through the clutter injuries right. to Trey Lance, their starter, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, the second stringer. And right. uh, and I think that's a fantastic story to see how he has uh, come up and uh, been everything the 49ers have asked him to be. When totally he, he hasn't he hasn't gotten any reps at all to, to this stage, and all of a sudden, boom, he's a star. Yeah, especially at that position. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like the, you know, this just in, right? Everyone everyone tunes into NFL games to watch quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kyle Shanahan said he's definitely the most poised rookie I've ever had. He's been like that since he's gotten here. I'm like, I don't think you had that level of in, you know. Yeah. faith in him he's making it sound like oh yeah i knew all along he'd just jump right in there and be a yeah star. we were just waiting for an opportunity you know exactly yeah we knew that was our next uh tom brady just sitting there we're just gonna let him sit there on the bench anyway oh yeah uh, Shannon, shut up yeah exactly yeah and we'll shut up ladies and gentlemen thank you for being with us today don't forget our website is stevewproject.com uh we'll go at it maybe maybe hit a couple on the weekend if time permits yeah, but let's hey, do it we'll, we'll see. do it we'll see We've never done weekends before, but uh, like I say, we're getting a little behind in our episodes. I won't. <laughs> it's like Kramer at public golf courses. Yeah, but Jerry, uh, I'd have to play a public golf course. Yeah, I can't. I won't. Yeah, we had. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was Marcus in McKellar Park. He said uh, he just all he sent me because, like I say, we've been two three days since we did an episode, and all he wrote was, "I blame Jim." He didn't say hi, Steve. He didn't even say what he was talking about, but I knew right away. I knew, but he's a very regular listener, so we appreciate that. And uh, we shall talk to you in our next episode. Thank you for being with us, and uh, 
We'll talk to you soon, James. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.